to the 24th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am Samantha Blackman, one of your co-hosts, and I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I teach uh, minority rhetorics and digital humanities, focusing right now on, um, well, games. And I'm joined this morning... Okay, afternoon yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> uh, by uh, two go two my two usual co-hosts and a guest co-host. Um, so, uh, ladies, would you like to take the opportunity to introduce yourselves? Uh, sure, I will go next. I am Alex Lane. I am a PhD student here uh, at Purdue University. I study games and uh, let's see, professional writing, also, and. I didn't have anything fun to say. I didn't think about it. I'm not very fun today. That's my thing. That's what I'm saying. And then, and it's not very strong in the manners department, so she didn't let our uh, guests go first. You yeah. looked at me. You gave me the look like, go. Okay, nice then. Go. I guess I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> I am Charlotte Hyde, and also a PhD student here at Purdue, and I'm in my first year, so basically I just study composition theory, but at some point I want to study some professional theory, I mean professional writing. And I don't have anything fun to say either because I didn't know what I was supposed to. Oh. Well, there oh. you go. Well, then I'll go. I'm Sierra White, and it is still morning for me because it's 11 o'clock up here in the wonderful Michigan City, Indiana, where I teach at Purdue University North Central. And I teach composition, creative writing, business writing. I got to teach a class about vampires. I got to teach a class about video games. So I'm having a riot up here. And now that I've heard Charlotte talk, I kind of wish I had a cool accent, too. Everybody says that, but I don't hear it at all. Really? <laughs> I did, well, however, when I went back for Thanksgiving, I heard everybody around me's accent for the first mm, time. Mm-hmm. We'll all make up accents. Yeah, we could do that. Ohio is pretty accentless, so it's boring. Harry Potter. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to do our usual thing. We'll go ahead and start with what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, which is never as interesting when we record in the morning mm-hmm. as it is when we record in the evening. <laughs> um, but I don't know. We got a bunch of beverages on this table, so. And and Charlotte's not drinking anything because she didn't know, she didn't recognize we had to do the what you're drinking. But we'll start with what you're playing. Um, Should our guests go first? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what am I playing? I'm playing Heavy Rain, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, and Disney Adventures for the Connect. Which actually looks really interesting. Disney, The Disney Adventures. Mm. Like I said, I thought about buying it for P. That's cool. So is it? Yeah, you just walk around and like you're actually at Disney World. And you see the little the little shops and you can you get money and go buy things. Which, of course, that's what I want to do is go buy things. In the <laughs> and then you go on the rides, which are... Um, just little games like Connect Sports type games with the themes based on the rides. I just like it because they have like Space Mountain and the Haunted Mansion. And it's got so they're mini games. Yeah, mini games. Okay. I was wondering if they were just like virtual rides or were they, because I was like, that could get boring real quick. Okay. Hmm. 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 Well, I will go next. Uh, I am playing, oh God, I hate to admit it because I'm still playing it. And I said I wasn't going to be. But I'm playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear, I'm the Modern Warfare's suck me in. 
And we talked about this before. I could skip all the other ones, but the Modern Warfare sucked me in. And I'm and I'm still playing Modern Warfare 3. Um, I am also playing, of course, Skyrim. <laughs> because I am Dragonborn! Dragonborn! <laughs> um and I am loving it, even though I still have not freaking made it to High Hrothgar. And I am going to make it to High Hrothgar this weekend if it kills me. I don't care if I have to sit up for hours and hours and hours on end. I am making it up those 7,000 fucking steps <laughs> because <laughs> I need whatever I'm going to get from the gray beards, which somebody already tried to ruin it for me and tell me it wasn't that great. But that's okay because I need to do that. Um, let's see. <laughs> I am also playing, um, oh God, I can't even talk about what I'm, what else I'm playing. I'm also, because of the Steam sale, which has oh, been Jesus. the bane of my existence, yeah. um, and also the Humble Bundle that we'll talk about during the, the Deals for Broke-Ass Gamers, um, I've been playing a couple of other different things, um, but one of the things I've been playing was Aquaria um, that I got in the Humble Bundle. Um and I can't remember what I what I've been playing from the Steam sale, but I've been playing a bunch of bunch of indie games, um, in addition to my uh, my usual kind of mega games in the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. That's what I got. What you got, Alex Lane? Uh, let's see here. Okay, so I played Trine. Sam gave Sam gave me a version uh, on during the last episode. Actually, you sent it to me. Um, I've been playing that, and I'm I'm just I'm totally in love with it. I, I don't know. Uh, I, my indie game of the week this week is Creavers, and I think Trine reminds me of Creavers. They have a similar gameplay, and whatever it is about that this style of gameplay and this style of visuals, like it just it just gets me. I absolutely love it. So um, if you haven't played Trine, you're a, a wizard, a melee uh, soldier type guy, and then a um, a uh, like a bow and arrow shooting type of uh, person you're a thief so you get to switch between these three characters and so you go through and you have to sort of recognize when one character would be better than the other to fight mm-hmm. whatever the opponent is um, so that game is super fun it's beautiful and, and I, I had to give that to you when we were because t- we were talking about trying to coming out last yeah. time but if if you like RPGs there's no way you should miss trying mm-hmm. yeah it's absolutely fantastic and and I was reading some reviews about some different games today and they were they were talking about how the, the type of puzzle platforms are a dime a dozen mm-hmm. so you need to be good to be good um and uh and trying is definitely definitely awesome so that was really fun and i'm so excited for trying to come out on the ninth which is very soon so i'll talk about trying to next time um i, I also played creavers which i'll talk more about during the indie game of the week i played caster um which i did not i did not enjoy that's another uh, little indie game um what was tell us about it uh, um it's i can't even remember now I gotta bring it up on here. I'm that bad. Can't even remember. I played. Uh, I played. I will tell you this. So I played 15 minutes and I got like nowhere in the game, and it was super boring. And uh, remember, remember when you played Rune Spell? Like mm-hmm. you played that game, and then like the first couple minutes, you're like, no, done. This is not mm-hmm. very much fun. So it was sort of like that. Um, and then I bought the uh, some Civ Five expansions, Korean Civilization, and Wonders of the Ancient World scenario. So, how many hours are you up to in Civ Five now? Do you know? Can I lie to you? No, you can't lie to me. Um, I I think my other computer turned off. Um, I'm pretty sure it's one fifty four, one fifty five. 
Because they, they did the, uh, they made the patch so that PC users and Mac users can play with each other online finally. Um, so I've been playing online with my ma, which makes me sound really nerdy, but there you go. Aww, <laughs> it's, it's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what uh, Alice Lane's been playing. Oh, what about well. you, Sarah? Yeah, well, as you are aware of my saga with the Words with Friends, I am every week picking up new people that are challenging me. So I'm still, you know, in the depths of the words with friends um, and being beaten at, you know, and I hope people are happy because they beat, you know, some English teacher, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if you want to feel good about yourself, you know, challenge me. Um, And then uh, I got my mom over Thanksgiving. She has the Kindle fire and uh, she got addicted. I said, Oh mom, have you played angry birds? And she says, because she plays the Legos, uh, I, I put a, a blog about my mom, she's actually a gamer at 65, she loves games, so she plays the Lego uh, versions of the things on the PS2, and I said, oh mom, you've got to play Angry Birds. So she gets in her Kindle Fire, and uh, she downloads Angry Birds Seasons, so this it has the various uh, little birds, um, uh, like St. Patrick's Day, you know, Easter. And so she was absolutely obsessed. So I know what to get the woman for Christmas now. I'll probably get her an Angry Bird something or other. Uh, I was thinking about getting her an Angry Bird t-shirt. Um, there's anyway. a ton of Angry Birds merchandise out. When I was Black Friday I shopping, I said there's like Angry Bird hats and pillows and socks and everything. I almost bought some Angry Bird pajamas at Target the other day. <laughs> well, and, and yesterday I was at Walgreens and they have the little stuffed Angry Birds and you can squeeze them and they go, ah, you know. So, anyway, I played that when she couldn't get through levels. I also played, um, since joining Gamefly, and I am, of course, obsessed with my uh, forays into Arkham City. I like that. And I also really liked Alex uh, Lane's post uh, about the Joker and um, Harley Quinn and that that whole thing about how bad is too bad for a villain. Yeah, and then uh, I was playing Fable 3, so I think that's the extent of my gameplay of this week, but I was I was just really loving that Arkham City, I can't lie. Very cool. <clears throat> All right, so that's what we're playing. Next up, what you reading? Mm. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I'm actually reading something, but I'm going to see who else has anything. Uh-uh. Alex, saying what you're reading. you um, got to be reading something. Yeah, I'm reading... Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm doing any... Um, yeah, I actually read a couple A couple new... They're not certainly not new because they're in academia. About a couple articles that um, someone forwarded me from the New Media and Society Journal. Um, there was two articles in there about uh, uh, women game designers... Um, and sort of like women in the gaming industry. Um, so some people in the field are doing some, uh, I think they were from the UK. But anyway, some people in the field are doing some um, research and uh, stuff in rhetoric and composition, which I always think is exciting when stuff in rhetoric and composition comes out on things I study because I feel like I'm constantly using sources from other disciplines. Um, so New Media Society, check that out. I think uh, the, the Sage Free Free month is over, but uh, if your university has access to that, you can get that. So that, I've been reading that. Um, I also read a book called Domain Errors, 
um, about cyber feminism, which is a pretty interesting uh, interesting read. A lot of the people were sort of uh, set up in in antithesis to Donna Haraway, if you know her. So that was sort of interesting because I'm a I got a big intellectual crush on Haraway. So it's sort of interesting <laughs> to read some critiques of her. And then Sandoval, her student, um, we read some Sandoval stuff. Um, who is awesome too. So that's what I have been reading. Wait, there's one more thing. Uh, Derrida's The Animal That Therefore I Am about posthumanism and the animal. Um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. What about you? Stephen King's latest novel. <laughs> well, nice. The one on How is that, Charlotte? Uh, no, it's a, it's a 112263. The, uh, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. I was like, yeah. it's got a date. And then, and then yeah. of course, I said 9-11 because, yeah, I'm crazy. Um, it's the main teacher. I mean, the main character is an English teacher. So. Do you like it, Charlotte? Yeah, I do like it. Okay. I like huh. Stephen King. I... <laughs> I've been reading as well. Um, I was reading the Wark mm-hmm. book last time, right? Um, this time up, I was I'm reading uh, play and its role in the mental development of the child by Lev Vygotsky. Vygotsky, I read that book. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because he has a real good. Bless you. <laughs> no, I read that one. I'm just messing with you. Um, I was also started reading. I only have it on this one. A sample on this one. I sync it. Um, Imaginary Games uh, by Chris Bateman. And actually, those are the two only kind of um, games related books I've been reading this last week or two. Um, I went back to the Vygotsky for some work on play and. Because uh, I've been thinking and talking, and I think even talking even on the podcast a lot about um, how children play, how play as this kind of natural, innate thing evolves, and how and how it uh, how it all works out in games and game development as well as games and education. So I went back to uh, reread some Vygotsky that I haven't read in a really, really, really long time. Um, and it makes perfect sense to me, and it's working really well for what I wanted to do, which makes me very happy. Um, even though I think I only paid like three bucks for it on the Kindle version because I couldn't find my copy of it. Um, Alex Lane probably has it. That's probably whose copy she's reading. I'm joking. <laughs> We're, Sam and I are in the same room right now, so I'm making threatening motions at her, just so you know. And I'm sitting between them. Yeah. <laughs> we made sure it's between us because Sam's like, I'm going to. I'm going to be touching your shoulder the whole episode. <laughs> you will not. What about you, Sarah? What you reading? Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm coming student up papers. short. Yeah, student <laughs> papers. <laughs> really cool ones about digital manipulation and social networking privacy. And uh, really, I mean, I'm super impressed with what, what they're coming up with. But no, I haven't read anything that's more than for my job. <laughs> Did you see that stuff about uh, the the SOPA bill and the intellectual property stuff? Yes, I did. Yeah, I posted an, an article about that because uh, one of my students brought it to my attention, and I was like, "What? I don't even know what you're talking about." And that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, really, don't think it's very good. <laughs> mm. So, anyway. very cool. So, uh, 
our our favorite nighttime question. <laughs> um, the what you're drinking question. Uh, well, the funny story is that I think I'm coming down with a cold again, and I'm glad we're recording today because I might not have a voice tomorrow. Uh oh. Um. So we were over uh, in the the union building getting um, drinks and food before uh, before we started to record, and I ended up with like the mega thirty two ounce uh, Coke Zero and um, the uh, triple X vitamin water, and I splurged and got the real one and not the vitamin water light. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause and yes. For everybody listening, I recognize the vitamin water doesn't really have any value um, <laughs> in terms of vitamins. It's just really expensive Kool-Aid. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. I, as long as I recognize that it's really expensive Kool-Aid, I'm okay with that. Awesome. Well, I got some sweet love which is a kind of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the brand of coffee that I enjoy from the uh, urban market here on campus. However, Sam does not like it because she thinks they water it down, which mm. is probably true. So, meh. And I have a 33-ounce <laughs> Diet Coke in a bottle. <laughs> so there you go. We can do what we wish we were drinking. I would have a giant sneaky sneaky in front of me right now if I didn't have stuff to do. Yeah, a giant sneaky sneaky would be good. We should get a giant sneaky sneaky and then put like three straws coming out of it. That would be so awesome. Yes. Right? Like big bendy straws? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we never did celebrate our 10,000th blog hit, you know? There's no better excuse to get drunk in the middle of the day like your 10,000th blog hit. (laughs) Well, I drank when we hit 10,000. Oh, you did? I was just at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weren't you having a bad day or something? Because I remember texting you, like, sneaky, sneaky it up. <laughs> you're like, I am. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> nice. And we're not skipping Charlotte, right? She, she just isn't drinking anything? Well, I'm not drinking anything right now, but I have been drinking way too much coffee because it's cold. Yeah. It is not cold. <laughs> it's not cold at all. It is only there? cold if you're from Texas. It's cold. Did you all get snow down there that day? Yeah, we did. We still have uh, snow on the ground. Oh, do you? No, we didn't. It, missed, it went right to the south of us. That's lame. I know. It sucked. I wanted to have a snow day. Oh, we didn't get enough for a snow day. Well, I'm only drinking a 12 fluid ounce of Diet Pepsi. Boring. That is my diet cola of choice, though. Mm. Is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know, we have deals I, with Coke here, so we don't get the Pepsi. Yeah. Well, I know, yeah. I, I have just a brief anecdote. I had an international student when I was at Iowa State, and uh, she was from China. And uh, she, we did the taste test. You know, remember when it was a big deal to have Coke or Pepsi? And it was something about procedural analysis is what I was doing this for. It was a summer class, whatever. And anyway, we did the taste test. And I had a little cracker, saltine cracker, so they could have, you know, a little cleaner palate between tasting, you know, product A and product B. And uh, so we were excited to figure out what Fu Li's response would be because she had never, she said, had either. So everybody picked theirs and they were kind of, oh, my God, I thought I liked Coke. You know, and they were picking Pepsi. Anyway, finally we get to Fu Li and I said, Fu Li, so here it is, you know, our blank slate. Which one did you prefer? And she goes, Neither one. They both taste gross. 
I believe that. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Random anecdote. No, that's good. Uh, should we do some news here? News. No, 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 news. Uh, I'll start since I put these up here. Uh, latest Humble Bundle hits its mark. Six, six hundred thousand, six hundred sixty-six. No, wait. Six hundred sixty-six thousand right. dollars um, that they raised in five days, which I think um, is is a record for them. So so they, they get a part of their... They, uh, the company gets a part of the proceeds, and then it goes to the charity, and then... Um, Oh, one other place that it stops. But anyway, so in five days they got they uh, they hit their mark. Um, so that's pretty awesome. It, 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 they said on the in the article that I saw that there was like a hundred and some thousand people who bought it. So that meant that everyone was giving, you know, more than a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I bought the humble bundle because I buy I tend to I tend to buy, buy all, all the humble bundles. Mm-hmm. But I bought this humble bundle specifically to get Aquaria. And then discovered after I bought the humble bundle that I already owned Aquaria, and I just didn't check Steam first. Mm-hmm. So I gifted it to Alex Lane. She gave it to me. Nice. It made my day. Another thing made my day today too, but we can talk about that later. Oh. Um, okay, so that's happening. Uh, this was this kind of pissed me off. Here, there's f- four point five million copies of Witcher Two got pirated, which sucks because they only have sold one million. You know, and I don't mind sticking it to the man, but Witcher 2 is not a big production game. Um, So, Mm -hmm. if you pirated Witcher 2, you suck. Um, (laughs) There's a, uh, a, moving on, there's a psychiatrist uh, in Australia who wants to get, um, they they call that like pathological internet misuse, and then he goes on to say that that means internet gaming. Wow. <laughs> right, exactly. Nice. Uh, uh, characterized as an actual like psychiatric condition um, of addiction, um, so they can treat kids for playing online games. So uh, we should keep our eye on that because I'm sure that's going to be making the rounds. I'm sure he's going to be making the rounds in the uh, in the news cycle. Wow. Well, you know, and and I was just having this discussion today actually because I, I had a dissertation defense this morning. Um, that was actually on online games. And and one of the things that I had to kind of point out there is that we really need to make sure that people, excuse me, make a clear distinction between game immersion and quote-unquote game addiction, which I really don't think exists anyway. But that's me, and even if people are going to say it exists and describe it as some kind of pathology and give it a list of symptoms and treatments and, you know, and and put it put it right there in the book next to homosexuality, which is which is no longer I recognized in the book. Yeah. Um, we really do need to make the distinction between the two because games are supposed to be an immersive experience, and we can't say just because someone is immersed in a game, you know, that they're addicted. Well, and I was just sitting here thinking, I my students, I've seen young kids, Harry Potter, they'll sit there. And completely disengaged with a group and just completely enthralled with the book. But we don't talk about book addiction. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's only because of the stigma attached to video games. And, uh, you know, it's just stupid. You know, it just doesn't seem very productive. You know, we just, I mean, nobody's going to talk about book addiction. But it's out there, right? Maybe. <laughs> But you know what I mean? I've seen people get lost in a book or they can't put it down or they carry it around with them. And nobody, you know, if you're carrying around uh, your console. I don't call that book addiction, though. I mean, 
Oh, uh, no, yeah, right. I'm saying it's as absurd as saying video game addiction. You know what right. I mean? I'll give you that. <laughs> Have you guys seen the new commercial about uh, for World of Warcraft? No. It's this, it's this girl, and she's sitting there, and she's like, uh, my, my boyfriend, all he ever did was play World of Warcraft, and then he got it for me for Christmas, and I was like, I, I said I wanted fucking diamonds, okay, <laughs> not to be able to mine diamonds. And then she is like playing and then she's like and pretty soon I was playing all the time and and he came up to me and he said I think you love that game more than you love me and she's like and then I realized he was right so I broke up with him (laughs) (laughs) and that was that was the commercial for World of Warcraft (laughs) I've seen it a couple Uh times I just laugh hysterically I have not seen that one um and uh Game Informer gives Zelda Skyward Sword a perfect 10 out of 10 um, which I am buying for this weekend, and I'm very excited about. Uh, so I'll let you know how that goes. And then uh, uh, GameInformer.com has a has a hilarious article for gamers with sh- uh, short attention spans, and they have like a list of different games that you can play if you have a super short attention span. So sometimes I get gaming ADD, and then I want to jump around. So if you want to check out Game Informer, there's a really funny uh, article yeah. on there. So. I might have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm bad ADD. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of other things I wanted to kind of throw in there. And this, when I first saw this, I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, you know, we we got the Call of Duty kind of elite premium service that you pay the, the fee for and to in order to interact with them. Um, you mean uh, Xbox Live? No. Call of Duty Elite, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty Elite. Okay. Isn't that what I just said? Sorry. Dude. I, uh, dude, I guess. <laughs> well, EA. Okay, get this launched a $30, you ready? Tetris subscription service. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so, yeah, you can play Tetris with other people on different devices, including iOS and and leaderboards and all that, for 30 bucks a year. Yeah, 30 bucks a year. When I first saw it, I was like, this is a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody is real. And I am going to really, really, really be looking for numbers because I want to see how many people signed up for a Tetris subscription service. No kidding. At 30 bucks a year. I'm sure I'm sure plenty of people will, but it should be interesting. Yeah, that will be interesting. So I thought that was really funny. And um, I, like I said, I thought it was a joke. And then there was one more thing. <laughs> Oh, yes. I know what it is. I don't even have to look. <laughs> um, and it, 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 it's stuck in my head because of today's time capsule that we'll talk about later. Um, there's a South Park RPG coming. Yeah, I saw that. In, in 2012. I saw that. And I know no that's way. not officially news. That's just like game release, to, uh, game, uh, game release announcements or game announcements. But you know what? If it's well done, I am going to be all over that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's going to be super clever. That's funny. Yep. <laughs> That's all I had to add because those were funny to me. Nice. There was funny news. Mm-hmm. Funny news. Funny news. Anybody else? I got something. All right. Then it is time for Alex Lane's. Indie game of the week. Indie game of the week. Do do. 
That's our new intro to Indie Game of the Week. Um, Okay, so my Indie Game of the Week is Creavers by, um, by, oh my gosh, I lost my thing. Muse Games. Um, It's a platformer puzzle game uh, in the vein of uh, things like Trine and and Death in the Fly and games like that. and I, I absolutely loved it. I read some reviews, and they were not too favorable, um, like I was saying earlier, because you have to be pretty damn good when you're a puzzle platformer indie game, because there's a lot of them. Um, but I absolutely loved, uh, loved it. And one thing that I saw everyone agreed with was that the graphics are absolutely beautiful. Um, it's, it's sort of, uh, if anybody played Glowfish, it sort of has that same feel. It's sort of dark and purple and spooky. Um, and... The, the first character you play um, is he, he uh, um, kind of like the Cheshire cat, it looks like. So, like, the background's all, all dark purple, and then your cat's sort of, like, lit up. Um, and the premise of the game is that the forest um, is, in, is in darkness, and you have to go... Um, be, all, the, uh, all the nice animals are, have forgotten how to be nice, and you have to, like, run through with your, with your buddies... Um, so in the game you get to play five different characters, but you only play two at a time, and it's like switching back and forth, like I said, uh, like with Death and the Fly or Trine. Um, and then the game, like pretty much the challenge of the game is figuring out which character that you need to use to complete whatever task that you're trying to get, if you're trying to get over a wall or you're trying to swing from a, a vine or something like that. Um, and it's not, it's not all that challenging, um, it's pretty obvious what you're, which character you're supposed to be using, um, and and then um, there's a couple times that little tasks that should be really easy are like ridiculously difficult just because game mechanics. I think people know what I mean sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and then a couple times that the camera angle gets uh, um, you get sort of blocked and you you can't really complete your task because you can't see where your character is. Um, so I mean, but that's that's like. That's minor stuff. I I enjoyed the game so much. I've been playing it whenever I turn on my computer. Pretty much, I'm uh, I'm playing it now. I, I really enjoy it a lot. So um, that is my game indie game of the week this week. And my one for next week is going to be Terraria. Um, which should we do our shout out here? Thank you yeah, to absolutely. thank you to John Wallen. Uh, he sent Sam and I um, gift copies on Steam because he said nice. that uh, he he liked the game so much and he and he knew that we did indie game segments. So uh, so that that was that was very nice of him. So we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do Terraria next week. Right, I'm really looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a lot of fun because mm-hmm. I hadn't bought it yet. <clears throat> but now I have it. Yeah. Oh, one thing I was one more thing I was gonna say about Creavers. It's a really good game for kids. So if if you have kids who uh, who play some games, then you should then you should check Creavers out. It's it's pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Cool beans. <clears throat> We're just moving right along. I know. We never move this fast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now it's time for our fourth. Wow. Time capsule segment. It's the Not Your Mama's Gamer Video Game Time Capsule. 
Okay, so our time capsule segment is the segment where we, as a group, go through, discuss, and select uh, one each um, of games in a particular genre to include in a time capsule that is to be uh, opened in no less than 100 years, along with the necessary hardware to play these games. Um, and we do this because we recognize that games are indeed a cultural artifact um, and definitely have something to say about the society in which we live. This week, our time capsule genre choice was RPGs. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, <laughs> I'm not going first. <laughs> uh, and I have to say, and I'm probably the one. Uh, I'm probably the one who's played the most RPGs. You do like yeah. RPGs. I do like RPGs. I'm an RPG addict, and I have played a lot of RPGs. And you like big ticket RPGs too. I like big ticket RPGs, mm-hmm. and that is the reason I'm going to go last. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Sarah? Well, yes, absolutely. I'll go first because I am probably the one with the limited experience. I, at first, when this topic came up, you you guys know each week I go in and I, you know, uh, kind of investigate research, you know, what other people are saying out there and and, and try to get a wrap my head around, you know, what is is an RPG? What is the psychology of RPG? You know, Um, and so I did my usual kind of, pondering around and I, and I decided fable the first fable I, I had sort of rested upon and I thought I remember you know playing through that and it was kind of neat because um well the thing that stood out and the reason why it was purchased in the first place was because you could fall in love with whoever you wanted you know and that was kind of interesting that was new and it didn't matter with the, the the gender of the person you know if you went around you get little hearts you know above it and it was oh we're making progress um but then you know Dr. B made a suggestion to me, and she said, you know, you might want to check out uh, Fable 3. And so I thought, well, all right, all right. So I go and I get Fable 3, and I will confess that I did really like what I had experienced in this game. The thing that kind of kept bugging me a little bit, kind of nagging at me, is that I did choose a female avatar, but I kind of felt like the game, even then, was still kind of gearing towards a guy, you know, a male, uh, just based on some of the responses of the people and, and, and everything. And I was like, eh. and of course it's a guy on the box, you know, assuming that we would pick the male avatar, I guess. But Can, um, can I ask a question, there? Yeah. You say... It felt like it was still kind of male. Can you tell me how? Yeah, because yeah. I, I did not have that experience. So I'm very yeah. interested. Oh, really? To see. Um, well, besides obviously the picture on the cover, at least the cover that I have. Um, yeah. I was playing it just last night, even, and some of the responses from the people, I kind of got the impression that I, you know, I wish I could give you a more specific example because I, I, uh, the, like the, like the. Um, butler guy you know I've got like my little mm-hmm. three guys and some of their responses to me I just felt like it's almost like they don't think I'm female mm-hmm. you know um I can have more specific examples but that still didn't stop me from you should uh, uh, maybe do a blog post about it or something I'd be interested know, to hear yeah yeah so I was kind of thinking that you know when I was playing it so that I, I appreciate your suggestion because I do respect your blogs and so I was like well you know, maybe this is something to kind of root out. So I'll go back through and I'll, I'll kind of highlight some of those instances because I, I kind of felt like 
that's what they were pushing you towards, but because I was a chick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I shared before the podcast uh, that I was going around with a specific agenda, of course. You know, why be in an RPG if you don't have, can't inhibit, you know, exhibit, whatever, inhabit. That's what I want. The person. So I was burping at all the guys, and I was shaking hands with all the girls, and I was trying to, you know, get somewhere with all my, you know, savvy. Uh, but I hadn't made any progress this year. <laughs> I think that's why I like it. So I'm adding Fable 3 to our... Uh, treasure chest, time capsule. Um, I read an article this morning about a guy who was panning it because he said it was just lame and stupid, but I just did not agree with this guy because I thought, you know, for a lot of the games that I play and the fact that so much of the story is already kind of predetermined, I like the opportunity to kind of call my own shots within limits. So I'm going to throw in a Fable 3. You guys can object or support, but that's what I've got. I love Fable 3. That's the last game that I played start to finish without without stopping or sleeping um, in a weekend. I, so I, I'm, I'm on your side. I absolutely love that game. Yeah, I can go for that. Fable 3, I guess I should put this down so people can actually hear me. Fable 3 was, um, gameplay changed in Fable 3. Mm-hmm. It almost became a different game rather than a sequel. And I think that that was what did it for me because if it had just been another Fable sequel, I'm not sure that I would have been as totally into it as I was um, as a as a new game. Um, so yeah, Fable Three definitely has some has some some good things going on there, and I really liked kind of the the, the choices that you could make um, in terms of. Uh, choices of, of ethics. I mean, because there were some pretty difficult questions. I mean, even early on, it's like, you know, do you allow your evil, um, evil brother? Who I was like, he must yeah. have like syphilis of the brain, and that's why he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I started making up stuff. Um, that uh, you are you going to allow your evil brother to kill the innocent townspeople or kill your mm-hmm. loved one? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I mean, there were some some pretty hard questions to to answer even at the very beginning of the game, but I thought it was really cool. All yeah. right. You want to go next? Well, I, I definitely think that I have less experience with RPGs than even Sarah. Um, <laughs> so I picked Heavy Rain, which I'm currently playing right now and absolutely in love with. Uh, I fell in love with it, <clears throat> excuse me, originally because of the very, very beautiful graphics, but the, the more I get into it, the more they, they ask me to make these decisions that I just don't want to make, <laughs> and um, it, it's yeah. very, it's very, um, I don't know, it's, I, I was actually playing it the other night thinking, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do either one of them, <laughs> so. <laughs> just give me my kid, yeah, let me go home. Exactly. So it's, uh, it's interesting. How far into it are you? I'm about halfway, I think, because we're about three and a half inches of rain. Oh. Yeah. The the part that freaked me out the most, I don't know if you're there yet or not, is the electricity part in the electric minefield area. I think that's towards the end, though. No, I just got the hand part, though. Oh, the hand part. Okay. Good. (laughs) Good. Um, Don't spoil it for her. No, 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 I won't. I I loved Heavy Rain, too. It uh, It was definitely a weekend of... No, no, no sleep and Cheetos and Mountain Dew for me playing that too. I think that I think well, that's when you were like, "I like you, Alex. I'm gonna be your friend." I think that's when you decided that, Sam. <laughs> well, that well, was the game that I told you when I had picked it up. I picked it up when it came out, and I was telling Alex about it. I was like, "You have to play this game," and I told her about it. And then 
like she she like texted me the next morning and she was like I hate you and I was like why <laughs> she was like I have not yet been to sleep <laughs> I know Mike was out of town that weekend. He came home and I was like covered in Cheetos and all do. And I'm like sprawled out on the couch, like, oh my God, this game's so awesome. <laughs> my dogs are like eating popcorn that I had given them just like on the floor in their own filth. Because she wasn't getting up to, no. <laughs> to like feed them or take no. them outside. Hey, Smalls, oh. can you eat that mustard on your shoulder? I was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to ask uh, you guys, I haven't played Heavy Rain, but because it's for the PS3 and just right now, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, it, well, what is it that's so attractive about it? Is it because it asks you these big moral questions? Well, that and the the narrative is is engaging. You have you, you follow around four different characters and mm-hmm. make decisions for four different characters. Oh, okay. Um, and each decision all, all the decisions changes changes the storyline. Yeah. So everything you do affects how everything is going to work out. Huh. So and I haven't I haven't tried this yet, but I guess you can go back and read and change your decision. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't tried to... that yet, so I, I'm gonna play through it once, completely the first time, mm-hmm. and then I'll go back and play. I mean, and that's one of the things. I mean, this is one of the games that kind of is has been a genre changer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it when it was when it was released, they didn't put a genre on it. They just said, you know, it's heavy rain, and mm-hmm. and it is interesting because it's like RPG, but it's not. But I would say definitely RPG. I mean, you don't get much more role-playing than role-playing four characters. Right. So huh. it's like part RPG, part something we've never seen before. Um, and, and to talk about the immersive nature of games, you don't get much more immersed than you do in, in Heavy Rain. And then well, because of the physics of the game as well, right? But even aside from that, just the, I think, you know, I think Charlotte is like spot on. Some of the stuff you have, they ask you to do, it's like, really? Those are my two choices? I don't get, like, a third one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't do either one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm only one of those. So, yeah, I, I like cool. that choice. Mm-hmm, um, okay, I can go. Uh, I was between, I picked a few. I was thinking Dragon Age Origins, Fable 3, Oblivion, Trine, and Folklore. So I'm thinking about which one I'm going to pick. And and I, I really wanted to do Folklore because it was... Um, I, I love. I absolutely love that game, and I was. I was thinking that I. I, could, I didn't have anything that it would really say about us in a hundred years, so I wasn't sure if I was going to pick it. And then Sam brought up that the graphics um, were definitely, um, are, were were definitely amazing and sort of breakthrough style of graphics. Um, so for th- for those of you who haven't played Folklore, your um, your two characters, uh, your and you're um, trying to find the story of... I can't, I can't remember what's going to be a spoiler here. Uh, there's, a, there's a murder on an island. Um, so one of your characters is a detective uh, trying to figure that out. And then you have another character there. I'm, not, I'm just not going to say anything about her because I don't want to ruin it. So you have these two characters. And you um, go to sleep as one and wake up as the other one. So you play huh. each back and forth. And you're going into this... You're on this um, island and you're going into this... Um, different levels of this dream world, right? It's a dream world, right? Right. Okay. Um, and you played these different types of monsters, and you have different types of spells that that get... No, they're not even monsters. They're uh, just these creatures. Um, anyway, so I ended up picking it because I thought that the... If we're going to say something about the games in our era, that we should say um, something about games as art 
because this is definitely mm. a games as art type of game. And you can see from games like Trine and, Creever, Trine and Creavers um, and lots of indie games that, that this has become a type a type of game where, or even like a Loom, which I didn't like, yeah. but um, that was a game as art game. Uh, and I think that that is really important to this sort of genre of games. So I picked Folklore. Oh. I like that pick. It's I like pretty. the picks. It is very pretty. It's a very pretty game. Oh, it's yeah, it's beautiful. <clears throat> um, and I like the picks so far. So, yeah, like I said, I, I'm a big RPG fan. Um, I started out a long time ago playing JRPGs, and I play, I think if you if you give me, if you give me, like, one genre of games to play for the rest of my life, I'm going to choose RPGs. Um <laughs> That's just kind of where I am. Um, I moved from probably adventure games to RPGs. Well, maybe not. Because my adventure games were what I played almost exclusively on the PC. And uh, RPGs were what I was originally playing almost exclusively on consoles. So I think it was it was a platform-specific thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Final Fantasy VII was the cause of my first repetitive stress injury. <laughs> um, and it was, I think, I think I still say the, the best Final Fantasy ever. Um, and I thought about that one uh, for including in um, the time capsule. But once again, it becomes a question of what does this game have to add as a cultural artifact? Uh-huh. Um as a JRPG, for us, I would say probably not much. Um, because even when they start thinking about um, sex, um, biological sex and gender, because it's a JRPG, they do it much differently than we do here. Um, so it was it wouldn't even work as, as kind of cultural critique um, for, for some of the issues that are probably most prominent. So I... I nixed uh, Final Fantasy VII or JRPGs all together, which also made me nix um, Dragon Quest IX um, for the Nintendo DS, which was another extreme time sucker, not only for me, but for lots of folks. Mm-hmm. I think everybody I know that played that game probably put at least 200 hours into it. Mm. Um, and it was easy to do. We're looking at you, Strance. <laughs> <laughs> and it was easy to do. Um but because, once again, because it was a JRPG, I would say I'm going to leave that out because, yeah, we're talking about games as cultural critique, but I was, I'm thinking about us more locally, um, and I would want something that would reflect on us more, uh, more locally. So I had to do away with Dragon Quest IX, too. See, I'm spending all my time telling you what my games aren't. <clears throat> no, that's <good. laughs> So. <clears throat> You're, like, taking us on a journey. I'm taking yeah. you on a little journey here. <laughs> Um, and then I kind of narrowed it down and I said, finally, there needed to be, uh, a choice between two. So I narrowed it down to the longest journey, mm-hmm. which I have talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it is a game that does a pretty good job of giving us a strong female protagonist. Um, and also a, a, a positive, lesbian couple um even though they're npcs uh that are a part of the storyline and that we actually hear about right and see um 
And then, of course, there's the protagonist, April Ryan, who is a, a positive female character um, who kind of straddles that world between science and magic. Um, and uh, she is often accused of being crazy <laughs> uh, because, you know, nobody believes that as she uh, as she advances um, to adulthood, that she is she is kind of starting to cross that uh, cross that threshold back and forth uh, without her uh, without her consent specifically, um, and and it's a great game. There's great gameplay. There's lots of great puzzles. Um, I call it an RPG, but I wonder if it's more of a puzzler than an RPG because the puzzles there are there are puzzles, and not only are there puzzles, but they're really great puzzles. So maybe it's an RPG with puzzler elements. Um, one of my favorite PC games of all time, which is saying a lot. Um, and then I had to make a decision. I thought that if I had to choose another, uh, if I had to choose another RPG to go against the longest journey, it had to be an Elder Scrolls game. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I had to think about it. Was it going to be Morrowind? Was it going to be Oblivion? Oh, or was it going to be Skyrim? Skyrim, Dragonborn. <laughs> right? Um, so I had to think. Now, Morrowind is actually like 16 years old now. Morrowind wow. came out in 95. Wow. Right? But Morrowind actually did a really good job of... Um, making you aware of um, the fact that, you know, you were of a certain race. Um, and I and I point that out specifically because this is one of the reasons that I thought it needed to be one of the Elder Scroll games, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're, to talk about, you know, games is cultural critique because there are very distinct races that have very uh, specific uh, characteristics attached to each race because of the race. Huh. Right, which can be can can be and is even for these games problematic, right? Because we still have the red guard that is disease resistant, heat resistant. It is you know it is the African American, and we have the Nord who is resistant to cold, um, because you know we do have this very kind of Norwegiany tall, um, uh. tall thin blonde mm-hmm. default character. Um, and then the Khajiit who are, um, I haven't figured out if they're supposed to, I think they're supposed to be more like gypsies, the cat race, um, because they instinctually steal everything, (laughs) um, and kind of slink around. Um, so, I mean, those are just three, but then we have the other races that kind of do the same thing because we have like the lizard people and, and I think that they are supposed to be very Asian. Um, Uh so if you ever pay close attention to those. Um, and this time around, what did they add? Orcs? Yep, they, I think add they added orcs. orcs this time around. Um, so, but there's definitely a lot in terms of cultural critique going on there that I think was it needed to be one of the Elder Scroll games. Mm-hmm. Um, Morrowind made a, did a good job of making sure that that uh, certain characters interacted with you based on what race you were, right? Oblivion did an okay job doing the same thing because it starts even doing that in the, in the opening in the opening of the game where you are still in jail or in prison. Um, but 
the faces in Oblivion freaked me out. (laughs) (laughs) And I played a lot of that game. It was just the fact that they kind of like zoomed in on everybody's face. Uh, every time you started, every time you started talking to them and the graphics were good, but the faces were freaky. Um, so then that's not the only reason, of course, I wouldn't choose oblivion. Um, (laughs) there are other reasons. I mean, I, I mean, I know the, 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 the object of the game is to close all the gates to the gates of oblivion, right? Or open all the gates. We're opening or closing, closing the gates to oblivion because they were opening. God, it's like it's been so long since I played the game, I couldn't remember. Um, but I got tired of those fucking gates after a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so it was down to Morrowind or Skyrim. Um, and even with bugs, I gotta say it's Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta say it's Skyrim. You thought I was gonna say Longest Journey, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I got to say it's Skyrim uh, because there is so much going on in terms of the various races. Um, There is still a lot of discussion that is going on between um, science and magic. The same things that I I see as being favorable and a good reason to include the longest journey. Um, Female characters. Yeah, no, not so positive. Uh, But you can be a female protagonist. You just have to choose your race and so on. Um, but for me, I think it's Skyrim because the, the gameplay is there. It's solid. Um, the, uh, the graphics are there. They are, the graphics are awesome. I mean, the, the water, the difference between the water in the day and the water at night. I mean, this is really kind of pushing all the envelopes right here. Um, and so between that and the, and the races for use as cultural critique, as well as the narrative itself. I think is just kind of spot on. So my time capsule choice is Skyrim. <laughs> I, I talked a it. long time, but I got around to it. <laughs> I thought for sure, when you wouldn't tell me this week what you were picking, I thought for sure you are going to pick Longest Journey or Oblivion. Well, all right. Surprise. You what a twist. Surprise me. Twist. This twist. is like the, the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Those are our time capsule games. We're going to put them in, seal them up, and bury it really deep. In 100 years, somebody's going to dig it up. (laughs) All right. So now we get to go to uh, everybody's favorite segment. Deals for broke-ass gamers. You want to do it, Charlotte? Come on. You can do it. (laughs) Well, I guess, what are these, the Steam deals here? The first one? Yep, Steam deals. You left off the important part. Yeah, I did. So how do you pronounce that? Terror? Terraria. Terraria, 75% off. I guess that means it's $2.50. Okay. I didn't type this out, obviously. Brink, <laughs> uh, sorry. 75% off, which makes it six twenty five for the complete and four ninety nine for regular. And see, so that means you can be one of two quadrillion, two quadri- what is it? <laughs> 20 quadrillion? I, I don't know. It was some insane number. A 20 quadrillion different and distinct characters, but none of them female. For the low, low price of four ninety nine. I think that's the first time I told anybody to fuck off on this podcast. Yeah, I think probably was. Gary Uh-oh. something. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. Great. Um, I don't know even know what the next one means. So. Oh, they're doing. A, Steam's doing a daily wish list uh, giveaway. So each day they have a different, uh, a cheap, cheap game, and then they you enter into a contest if you buy it to uh, to win something else. I don't know. So yeah, it's it looks it looks cool. So check it out. 
That's a. And then the ne- the next one is on uh, good old games. Uh, the Clipso games are fifty percent off, so that's a that's a good deal. And then this one is uh, Toys R Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us two for forty for DS games. Uh, if you buy an Xbox two sixty gig. Is that, I don't think that's correct. 250 gig uh, Xbox 360. Yeah, okay. You get a free controller game or headset and 25% off family game night plus free shipping. And then Amazon has 19 days of game deals. Today, 45% off game accessories. I assume selected game accessories. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow is puzzle game day. Tomorrow's puzzle game day. Uh-oh. Nice. I just bought two new puzzle games, uh, Puzzle World 1 and 2, so I don't know if I'm going to be checking that out. But <laughs> Oh, I need to stay away from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I like puzzle games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So that was our uh, deals for broke-ass gamers, which means, wow, we have come to the end of our 24th episode. <laughs> And in the interim, uh, we posted it to the blog. We actually hit the 10,000 visit mark. Um, Thanks to all of you wonderful folks. Um, So we had a a, a bit of a separate celebration. At least I did. I was celebrating (laughs) at my house. I celebrated plenty. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to all come together soon and celebrate. Um, And... uh, Next time we have episode 25, which is going to be another milestone episode for us. Yes, it is. Um, At which point... Doesn't it seem like I was just sitting in your office and I was like, ha ha ha, wouldn't that be funny if we did a podcast? And then the next day you're like, hey, I can't get that (laughs) podcast thing out of my mind. (laughs) I'm like, what? I was joking. You're like... No, let's do it. <laughs> you know, it was just yesterday. We've been going for over a year now. I know. Oh, Almost my God. A over a year. I thought it was over a year. No, now. we started in January. Oh, Our first podcast was yeah, in January. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy goodness. That is a lot to celebrate. That is a lot to celebrate. And we haven't killed each other yet. I don't know. She, <laughs> Sam's been pretty close. I don't like recording in the same room as her. See, you she live down there with her. her. I'm, I'm safe. <laughs> I'm not violent. Um, what? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so uh, next next time around, uh, we're gonna do. I want to do MMOs. Can we do MMOs? We'll do another time capsule. And Alex Lane wants to do MMORPG. Yeah, or just MMOs. Do they have to be RPGs? Is a question. I want to. I'm gonna do an MMORPG. I don't care what you guys do. <laughs> uh, so we'll have. We'll have we'll have a uh, a time capsule on MMOs. All right, awesome, sweet. So, um, once again, remember if you would like to contact us, send us questions, tell us we suck. Okay, don't tell don't. us we suck. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't want to hear it. Send us questions. Send us comments. Um, you can email us at nymgamer at gmail dot com. <laughs> Um, you can also uh, like us and send us and post comments on Facebook um, at Not Your Mama's Gamer is the fan page. Uh, we also um, you can also follow us on Twitter at 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 NYM Gamer. 
Um, and of course, if you have not yet been there, you definitely need to be there, um, is to go to our fabulous blog and see all the wonderful and smart things we post about, um, in the interim between the, uh, between the podcast episodes, www.nymgamer.com. So just remember nymgamer, um, and at .com or look for it on Twitter or look for it on Facebook and you'll find us, uh, or on Gmail. So. Until then, folks, um, stay warm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. stay safe, and as always, game on. Game on. Oh,